Hey there, guys. How's it going? This is Nick here with the Movie Vortex Podcast. Hope you guys are doing uh, good. Uh, if you watched the previous episode, uh, you might have found out, but um, JP and I haven't been able to record any podcasts together, you know, because of the uh, coronavirus that's happened. So we haven't been able to record any together, but we decided to make things work, and um, we're each doing our separate episodes. Uh, a few days ago, JP released his own episode talking about three movies he's watched during quarantine, and I'm here today to do the same. Um, talk about three mo- three different movies I've watched during quarantine as well. Um, I've been watching quite a lot of movies. Um, I think I've watched, out of all the movies I've seen so far this year, more than half of them have been from the past uh, two months, which is pretty crazy. So, like I said, I'm here today to talk about uh, three different movies I've watched during quarantine. First one I'm, I'm going to talk about is Little Women. Uh, Little Women came out last year on Christmas Day, directed by Greta Gerwig, and Little Woman was honestly a movie I never wanted to end, and it was a movie I never had thought I would love as much as I did. Um, I think Little Woman is an exceptional, um, beautiful, and amazing movie. The acting was exceptional all across the board. I mean, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Eliza Scanlon, Florence Pugh, just all the acting. Meryl Streep even. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Meryl Streep, but in this movie, I think Meryl Streep did a really great job as well. Um, Laura Dern was also really great. Timothy Chalamet, I mean, the acting, everybody did a really good, great job uh, with this movie. And one of the strongest aspects of this movie for me was Greta Gerwig's direction. I thought it was incredible. Um, what she did with Lady Bird was really great. And it really, it really, um, she really proved herself once again with Little Women. I really thought her direction was incredible. And I really wanted her to get nominated for Best Director um, this past Academy Awards season, but she didn't. That's fine. I think one of the biggest aspects I loved about this movie was uh, Florence Pugh. I thought she was, like I said, she was a standout for me. I absolutely loved her in this movie. 2019 really was the year for Florence Pugh. I mean, you know, fighting with my family. She was really great in that. Midsummer, she was also really great in that. Um, and just seeing her once again in Little Women, uh, she was she was perfect as uh, as Amy. So overall, I would give um, Little Woman a 10 out of 10. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, I just have so much fun watching the movie. The time flies by really fast. I'm really invested with the story. And Greta Gerwig's uh, screenplay was also really great um, along with her direction. So the second movie I'm going to talk about, I wanted to talk about a movie that I didn't really like all that much. Just to, I, I didn't want to talk about three amazing movies. Um, so I'm going to talk about a movie that I thought was pretty disappointing. And that's Velvet Buzzsaw. So... Uh, the director of this movie, Dan Gilroy, he had previously directed um, Nightcrawler, which I think was is an excellent movie. Um, one of Jake Gyllenhaal's best performances, for sure. So he came back uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal once again, and he directed Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, personally, I did not really like this movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, he did give a good performance. It wasn't terrible, it wasn't amazing, but it was, it was, it was fine. Um, like I said before, Nightcrawler is easily probably his best performance. Um, and then Natalia Dyer from uh, Stranger Things, she was fairly good in the movie. Um, she didn't have a whole lot of screen time, but I thought I thought she did an okay job. Um, and I do, I really do like the uh, idea though that like, you know, kind of like a horror film based off of like, you know, pieces of art and artwork or something. I thought that was really interesting, but the it was it was just executed very poorly. I'm um, gonna kind of talk about that right now. Um, just the, the, the characters that we see in this movie, personally, I think they have the biggest egos on planet Earth. They weren't relatable characters at all because uh, a lot of us aren't 
like these people who, you know, talk about art and, you know, praise it and preach it and whatnot. I just thought they had some of the biggest egos I'd ever seen on screen. Um, and there were also a few scares throughout the movie. I mean, this is a horror film, but it, it, it really did not feel like a horror film to me. I thought the stairs were very comedic. Um, there was also a love triangle that happened in this movie between Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Zaw Ashton, and David Diggs, I believe. I thought it was absolutely horrendous and pretty funny at times. Um, did not like that aspect of the movie at all. And I think, I think the absolute worst part about this movie was Zaw Ashton. Honestly, one of the worst performances I have ever seen in my life. I cannot, I honestly cannot explain to you all just how terrible she was in this movie. Um, very, very wooden character. Uh, saw almost no emotion on her face at all throughout this movie. When someone was happening to her, um, just she did not act. She did not act like something you know terrible was happening to her. Um, it's not a very good actress at all uh, in this movie. I really hope Dan Gilroy's next work is uh, a lot better than this. I mean, Nightcrawler was incredible. I haven't seen Roman J. Israel uh, Esquire yet, um, and Velvet Buzzsaw was just pretty terrible. Um, so if I did give this movie a rating, I'd probably give it a two out of ten. Like I said, there were some okay aspects of the movie. I mean, Jay Gyllenhaal gave an okay performance, so did Natalia Dyer, and I really do like the idea. It's very intriguing, um, and yeah, just overall was not that great of a movie, but like I said, it does have some uh, redeeming qualities. So the final movie I'm going to be talking about is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I rewatched the Planet of the Apes uh, saga a couple weeks ago, and it had been quite a few years since I had seen all these movies, so I decided to rewatch them. And um, I hadn't seen War for the Planet of the Apes um, since I purchased it, like, almost two and a half years ago. So it's been quite a while since I've seen all these movies, and I really wanted to watch them again. And I think War for the Planet of the Apes is honestly one of the best films ever made. Um, I think it's a brilliant, uh, epic, and, em and an emotional film. Um, I've, I've really come to adore this movie a lot more than I have the first two times I've watched this, watched this movie. Um, Matt Reeves, who is going to be directing the Batman, so excited for that. Um, I think he concluded this already amazing Apes trilogy with just an outstanding and perfect film, in my opinion. He he really couldn't, couldn't have done much better than than what he did with um, War for Planet of the Apes. And I think one of the biggest parts of this movie that I really love is Michael Giacchino's score. Um, he's one of my all-time favorite composers, and I, it, it plays a huge part in this movie. It, it really empowered a lot of scenes and it worked beautifully. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I think the best part about this movie was Andy Serkis. I think he gave a career best performance in this movie. He unfortunately did not get nominated for an Oscar nomination. I really wanted him to, but he didn't. Um, his performance was just way too good to, um, to just be swept under the rug. I thought it was an incredible performance. And like I said, I think it was a, a career best for Andy Serkis. And it's, it's just, War of Blame the Apes is a beautiful film. It ties uh, great with um, what happens in the um, first Planet of the Apes movie that came out back in the, what was it, 50s or 60s? I'm not sure. Um, ties beautifully to that. Um, it also looked absolutely stunning on 4K. The cinematography, the color palette, it all worked so well. I thought it was a really great movie, like I said before. I mean, it's easily the best Planet of the Apes film. Um, what else can I say, really? So if I had to give this film a rating... I would give it a 10 out of 10. Like I said, it's a masterpiece in my opinion. One of the best films ever made. So yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, episode. 
I know I didn't talk for nearly as long as uh, as uh, JP, but um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, little episode of uh, the Movie Vortex podcast. Uh, we hope to uh, be making more of these in the next couple months. We are high school seniors. We're about to finish up our uh, senior year, and we're going to be heading off to college in the next couple months, so hopefully we can pump out some more uh, podcasts for you guys um, before we head off in our separate directions. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well and staying safe. And that does it for this episode of the Movie Vortex podcast. This is Nick signing off.